Coming to you from the greatest city in the world, this is the number one showbiz podcast. It's Talk for Two. Here's your host, Matt Bailey. Thank you, Gary, and thanks, as always, to our season sponsors, Axtel Expressions and the Tangent Bound Network. Find fantastic podcasts at tangentboundnetwork.com, and all your entertainment needs are at axtel.com. Mind blown. Today is just one of those days. I can count on one hand, one hand, the amount of times I have been physically scared to death. To conduct an interview. I'm not going to call out names. I don't want you to try and go look for them. But I will say that those interviews typically have to do with childhood nostalgia. I don't know why. But if I get the chance to talk to someone who was an integral, formative part of my growing up, strikes a weird chord, and it's probably the same way with you. Don't get me wrong, I'm a professional. I relax into it and it's all good and it's just like any other interview as soon as we're talking. But it's like looking at a roller coaster you haven't done before, but it's not one that goes upside down, it doesn't go too fast, it's really easy and you think, ah, piece of cake, versus bracing yourself for the roller coaster that looks scarier than it is and you're nervous walking up to it and you do it and you're better for it. This was one of those interviews. I am beyond humbled, honored, and consider this show incredibly lucky to welcome Anthony Field, founding member, really the founder of The Wiggles, the mega popular children's music group. This is year 28 for the toddler rock band. The Beatles for preschoolers has seen a few lineup changes over the years. The original, and by all accounts, the most recognizable to my generation and our parents, consisted of singer Greg Page, the Yellow Wiggle, keyboardist and notorious narcoleptic, Jeff Fat, Purple Wiggle, ginger-haired, guitar wunderkind, a baby's first John Lennon, if you will, and appropriately, the Red Wiggle, Murray Cook, and Blue Wiggle, Founder Field. Anthony took his Macquarie University studies in early childhood education and merged those tools with his initial success as a teenage musician in the Australian rock band, The Cockroaches. The marriage of quality music with a strong educational backbone worked more than he could have hoped. I'll tell you that is an understatement. After climbing the ladder to massive success in Australia, the Wiggles went back to square one intentionally. It was a strategy in the United States, beginning with appearances in malls and, here's a throwback, blockbuster video stores. Then they moved on to opening for Barney and then finally became arena sell-out headliners. It caught on like fire. A few years into their success in America, Yellow Wiggle Greg Page fell ill with a rare nervous system disorder called orthostatic intolerance, which causes, among other things, fainting spells. Sam Moran stepped in to wear the yellow skivvy, and in 2012, Page, Fat, and Cook joined Field for one last hurrah before retiring for good. Everything was all good with Greg. He got cleared. He left the group only to find that orthostatic intolerance is totally treatable, if not curable, 
treatable, and he didn't really have to take such drastic measures, but I can understand that. He didn't feel well. Obviously, with the group's success, he had the money to be able to retire, and then when the treatment worked, they all came back together, and at the end of 2012, they all, they, those original, the original yellow, the original purple, the original red, retired for good. Which brings us to today, where Field has ushered in a new era of wiggly superstars. Taking on the role of lead singer and Purple Wiggle is Lachlan Gillespie. Operatic Simon Price, also strangely a redhead, I hope they keep that tradition going, dons the red skivvy. But the breakout star of the Wiggles in this lineup has been Emma Watkins. I think she might be the biggest star in Wiggles history. She's a dancer who donned a yellow bow and danced her way into children's hearts everywhere. When I spoke with Field, he was with his band in New Zealand where they were on tour at the time. And I can honestly say that until this interview, I had never, ever, ever received a phone call from someone halfway around the world. Skype? FaceTime, maybe a phone call from England, yeah, but no calls. As such, thanks in part to the distance, and I'm going to fully blame NYC's notoriously difficult cell phone reception. If you hear strange edits, it's where the call dropped out. Anthony, if you're listening, thank you, thank you, thank you, because Anthony was gracious enough to call back every time until the interview concluded with no complaints that the call was dropping, no issues whatsoever. And in our chat, Field gets candid about his health. Despite overcoming challenges with weight and energy, which he chronicled in his excellent memoir, How I Got My Wiggle Back, Field is still struggling every day with new problems. Plus, he openly compares the success of the Wiggles from the 1990s versus today and the new lineup. Not good-bad, just how it's selling what, and what everything's doing and how digital has changed everything, because to these kids, the kids of parents who are around my age, if not you know a little bit old, older, Greg, Jeff, and Murray never existed. To today's kiddos, they are the Wiggles. Field and the rest of the group kick off their U.S. tour today in Seattle, Washington. Some dates on this tour are already sold out, and if you're in Canada, forget it. Limited, limited, limited availability. Make sure to go to thewiggles.com slash tour, and in the drop-down, select either United States or Canada. Canada, you might be out of luck, but here in America, some dates are selling very, very quickly. Get your tickets now. They come to venues in New York, New Jersey, and Pennsylvania, the region where most of our listeners are concentrated, towards the end of August. Closer to that time, I'll have an article on themusicuniverse.com, and I'll let you know when it's up. Plus, I am hoping and expecting to be able to go and review the show for the, for the Music Universe at one of those closer dates. Talk about childhood nostalgia. I'm going to wear my badge, I'm going to go, and it's just going to be... It's just, I'm just going to bask in the nostalgia. Tickets are available at thewiggles.com, which of course I have linked in the show notes on talkfortwo.com. But I want this Wiggly episode to go viral and get all you mums and dads in the millennial generation to take your children out, see this incredible new lineup, and maybe if you were young enough to watch them then and have kids now, revisit a little bit of your childhood and share that with your young ones. 
And for those of us adults, if you are wondering what the chances are of the original lineup getting back together for one of those 18 plus only Wiggles pub shows that are fundraisers that they did in Australia and then they went really, really viral, I want to see them here in the States. And I asked Anthony about it and it's not as far-fetched an idea as you might imagine. Here now to tell us how he keeps Here now to tell us how he keeps wiggling. Here now to tell us how he keeps wiggling after nearly three decades. I can't believe I get to say this. Our interview with the Blue Wiggle, Anthony Field. Anthony Field, the Blue Wiggle, welcome to Talk for Two. How are you today, sir? I'm going really well. Yeah, I'm on the other side of the world at the moment in New Zealand on tour. I have to tell you, we have done international interviews before. We've done an interview with somebody in Adelaide, but that was over Skype. I've never had a phone call from the other side of the world, so thank you so much for this. Oh, it's great. Good to hear your voice. Well, this is so good to have you. Before we get going um, and before we get into everything that I want to talk about, I first and very sincerely want to ask, how are you feeling? How is your health? How is your fitness? How are you feeling this tour? How are you doing? Oh, um, well, uh, I, well, I'm not the best uh, health at the moment, um, but I'm uh, trying to find some answers. I, I, uh, I, I got uh, uh, diagnosed with uh, Bartonella H, which is a Lyme disease co-infection. And um, so for the last couple of years, I've been having some really strange health problems. But I'm just trying to keep positive and, and work out a diet and a, sort of a regime to keep keep healthy. Well, that's good. That's good. And uh, I wish you all the best with that. Sorry to hear that. Did, did they know, so there's no cure for that? No, it's a, like it's a bacteria from the uh, from a tick bite, and oh, wow. uh, people just people just uh, uh, learn how to cope with it, and it really can uh, be very debilitating. And about two and a half years ago, I got I had meningitis, and uh, I lost my uh, I had my eyes went blurry for six months, and uh, I, all sorts of crazy things have happened. Oh no! But at the moment, I'm, I'm at the moment I'm sort of you know, uh, doing all right, mentally good. That's great. That is so, so good to hear. And the uh, the second thing I want to talk to you about, the let's get into the stuff with the Wiggles. We know the story. We know you guys all met at university, sort of, and that, that, that it was formed there, that it's your idea. But I always wondered, before going into the Army and before going to school, you were in a, in a rock and roll band, the Cockroaches. How did you go from, instead of just going back to that lifestyle and saying, you know what, I'm going to do a children's band instead. What was that mental shift for you to say, enough with the nightclub lifestyle, let's see what we could do in, in children's entertainment? Well, you know what? It really was enough for the, uh, the nightclub lifestyle. I actually really had a great time in my early 20s. Mm -hmm. um, I, uh, you know, I had the Army, which was, which was such a good experience for me. I was, uh, you know, full-time Army, um, Australian Army, and... Uh, I went to Germany and uh, a lot of experiences there. It was great, um, but uh, yeah, I just I enjoyed the music of the rock and roll, but but the lifestyle was uh, a bit um, I don't know. It was just it, I just as older I got, you know, my late twenties, I thought I'd need more than this. So I became uh, went to university and became a 
early childhood teacher and that's why I decided to um, you know, start the Wiggles, just to use what we learned about early childhood education and what I already knew about music. So it came together and it was, uh, it's been a great little marriage since then. That's wonderful. Now, you mentioned the Army. I've always wondered, I know that now in the new iteration of the group, you play the bagpipes a lot. Is that something you learned in the Army or did you, did you pick that up elsewhere? Yeah, that's exactly where I learned it. I learned it in the Army. Got um, it. Uh, I was an infantry soldier and I, and I used to drive uh, armored personnel carrier. And um, uh, there was an ad at the battalion for anyone with any musical aptitude. They needed a bagpiper in the pipes and drums of the uh, Royal Australian Regiment. And so I thought, oh, I'll try that out. And so I became a full-time bagpiper and rifleman. It was a... I really enjoyed it. Oh, that's really, really great. That's really great. But that was just an aside because I've been curious. I've been seeing all the new things that you guys have been doing, and I'm like, I had no clue he could do that. Of all his talents and all of his energy, I had no clue you could do that. So speaking of your background in music, I, I, I want to give you a little bit of background on myself. I'm also, I guess you could say former, but still sort of kind of a children's entertainer. I'm a magician. So some of the questions I have for you are kind of from that angle of the quality of what you guys do. And the music from the 90s till now has never been the stereotypical kids band music. How important is that quality of the actual music? And how do you go about making sure that it's something that both the parents and kids can enjoy listening to and get something out of? Well, you know, I, I think what, what I think you already know, Matt, is that if, if your magic tricks mm -hmm. uh, you present them in a way that everybody can, uh, in at some certain, certain level enjoys it. Um, that's that's what we're all about. Um, good uh, quality uh, children's literature mm -hmm. uh, that can be enjoyed by parents and children. Uh, good quality early childhood music, same mm -hmm. thing. And um, I, I, you know, talking about magic, uh, Greg, the original Wiggles. Yes. Uh, <laughs> He he was, yeah, yellow guy. He was he was a magic. Uh, for, he loved magic and magicians, mm -hmm. and uh, of course he he couldn't um, do much magic with the Wiggles. But he he, he had all the books, and he was very uh, faithful without giving uh, away any of the trade secrets. Yeah, uh, you know uh, he was. I, I really respected that, and um, we once had the box of. Uh, mystery, I think it is the, yes. the you know, where the where uh, someone stands on top of a box, then all of a sudden they're gone, and then they come back. You know, is that the what's that box called? Uh, uh, just as you're right, <laughs> it's just a box. I couldn't, I can't think of it off the top of my head, but you're right. The the vanishing, yeah. the vanishing box, yeah. Yeah, he, yeah, the vanishing, and then you come back up. Yeah. So we used that in the show. We had Dorothy the dinosaur disappear and then come back again. It was That's great. awesome. But Greg, Greg, Greg really loves his magic. That's great. So, and it's like you said, you want to make sure the whole audience can enjoy, you know, everything that you do. And the music, like I know that uh, Romp Omp a Stomp was actually a cockroach's song. And I've been so curious about that and how much of the cockroach's music became Wiggles music and influenced the Wiggles sound. Well, it really did. Uh, uh, we 
we changed the lyrics, of course, uh, mm-hmm. because, you know, children think differently to adults and, right. and their vocab- vocabulary and their interests is different. So, uh, but the co- Cockroaches were really a, a, a pop band and had mm-hmm. lots of musical hooks. The original Wiggles really were influenced. Uh, the last seven years now, um, the new Wiggles with Emma, Simon, Lockie and myself, well, we don't have that, well, the guys don't have that uh, anchor of mm-hmm. the cockroaches. So it's uh, it's really got a different a different way, but I really love where it's gone. Um, Lockie is uh, really a musical genius. He loves uh, all sorts of music, and that's been great to work with him and collaborate. That's really wonderful. And you talk about the new group. How has the educational mission or the educational statement changed between the the original group and this new group has anything changed in how you approach the curriculum if you want to call it that that you guys work in as you create your content has anything changed major with this new lineup from what you guys originally started with if that makes any sense um yeah i, I, I look the, the main thing is that we we uh, we we are still all about uh the children's self-esteem, the, mm-hmm. the listener or the viewer, about making them feel good about themselves, about whatever their talents are, whatever they're uh, realising they may have limitations, but encouraging them at, uh, along the way. Um, we haven't changed from that. Um, these, and also we have a girl now in mm-hmm. the group, which is Emma. really good. Yes. A woman, woman named Emma, yeah. And um, so I feel like we used to have Dorothy the Dinosaur is still there, but... I think young girls coming to the show have got a real role model now, mm-hmm. um, which is really good. Uh, but we're all about pro-social values, mm-hmm. about, you know, very inclusive. And, um, you know, uh, the only difference today is that uh, parents have a bit more of a challenge because children uh, don't tend to go out and play much anymore. They 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 get on the old iPhones or... Mm-hmm. phones from an early age and and that's that's the challenge for parents um with is the it, wiggles we encourage them to get up and dance you know but yeah is it a challenge for you because like you just said i could imagine you want the kids to be moving and be active and all of you guys are so incredibly physically fit this group uh everybody there's new videos on youtube of even captain feathersword going over his fitness routine but still i would imagine that from um, a content site it's probably easier than ever to get your stuff out there because the kids do have you know screens now everybody has their own screens so can you talk about the benefits and drawbacks of of kind of going digital with with the wiggles and how that's been for you guys yeah well the 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 positive for us is that uh you know if children missed you on the television or you're not on television in a certain area Mm-hmm. Um, children go onto YouTube and they can look up the wheels and watch them. So we are accessible all the time now, and I, I like that. And um, uh, so we picked up lots and lots of fans all around the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the challenge is for us is to, to encourage children to get it. You know, okay, they've got the screen, but step back a little bit and have a little bit of a dance, or, or maybe uh, encourage to extend their language skills or you know, encourage them to try uh, healthy food, to try some healthy food or give them some alternatives. But I, I think the challenge out there is really for the parents to limit uh, 
the time on screen, get the children outside uh, to, you know, to get a bit active. Well, lots of parents do get their kids outside to come see the Wiggles all over the world, and you're coming to North America this, this uh, summer. I'm really excited because I think as a music journalist, I'm actually going to come and cover if uh, your publicist has anything to do about uh, to do with it. I think I'm going to end up at one of your New York shows. I, I, I want to tell you just in case he didn't tell you, I'm a fan. Like I grew up with the Wiggles. I grew up, you know, and I've been following what you guys have been doing because I think it's so wonderful. How have American audiences... I know that I watched something this this morning where it was they you talked about the challenges in Australia, and then finally it it kind of clicking again with the new group. How have American audiences been in terms of the reception to this new iteration? Because it seems like you guys do incredibly well over here in the states, and I'm so excited that you're coming over here this summer. Yeah, um, we uh, in Australia when we started up again, mm-hmm. um, people didn't know who we were. Yeah. Uh, then we got on television, and it and it just became so popular. And Canada um, has become really, really strong for the Wiggles. That's awesome. Uh, in the states, in our in the golden era of the states, for us, when we were playing Madison Square Garden, and uh, we were on the Disney Channel four times a day, I think it was. Yeah. So we don't have the same coverage these days. But there's still enough people in America that know the Wiggles from YouTube or from their brothers and sisters or from their mums and dads, believe it or not now, mm-hmm. uh, that that uh, we could tour around and still have very, very healthy crowds. Um, hopefully one day we'll get back on uh, uh, a lot. Like we're on Universal Kids, but it'd be great to get on a little bit more because we're only on at six, 6 in the morning. So it'd be great to get a bit more uh, coverage because I know that children... Children and bumps and dads will love, love the Wiggles when they see them. Mm-hmm. And I, I love it too. And I, like I said, coming from that entertainment background, I can appreciate it. Obviously, I'm, a, I'm still a little younger. I don't have kids. I can appreciate the art of what you guys do and the message behind what you guys do. And I love seeing it continuing because I think it was you who said, you know, Greg, Jeff, and Murray, for the kids that are now, they, they don't exist. You know, to us who want to come and maybe see you in a pub show like you guys do over in Australia, you guys were, you know, you guys were our first rock group. But to, to watch these new kids connect with, with the newer Wiggles is just amazing. And uh, I have to ask, what's been the most special moment as the founder of the group seeing that connection happen for you? Is there anything that sticks out in your mind? Yeah, but the older I get, the more. Uh, I guess I treasure the moments where people like yourself say, oh, you know, I remember my childhood and you were a part of my childhood and a good part of my childhood. And I thought, mm-hmm. that's such a, a privilege for us. Um, when we do, we do do the uh, over 18 pub gigs as mm-hmm. the original Wiggles for charity. And those nights, these, you know, uh, 20 to 30-year-olds, uh, you know, enjoying themselves um you know, having a few drinks and singing um, Hot Potato or Jody Works with One Hammer or Toot Toot Chugga Chugga as though they're five years old again. And <laughs> it is the best night, you know. Uh, with the new Wiggles, you know, Emma has created such a, a fan base. Mm-hmm. And it's so beautiful to see, you know, it I can is. remember when, it, when you know, the old days. and it's, The new days are just as much fun. Mm-hmm. And there's something you guys do now with this new group that I, I wonder if it's a conscious decision or if it just evolved out of the attraction to Emma, that where each wiggle 
is kind of their own brand. You got the Emma and Lockie shows. Sometimes they go out and do their own things. That really wasn't the case in the original group. So how did that start? Yeah, well, with the original group, um, Greg was the only singer. We, mm-hmm. uh, myself, Murray and Jeff, uh, were musos and yeah. uh, musicians. And and really, um, I wouldn't even sing in the shower. Uh, honestly, I, I, I wouldn't wish that upon the water. Um, <laughs> it's, it's, um, I've got the worst voice. But the new Wiggles, now Lockie's got a beautiful voice. Emma's got a beautiful voice. And Simon... He was the fan of the opera in Australia. Yeah. He's operated, opera trained, and he's got a beautiful voice. So the guys um, can go off and do shows by themselves. And I, I come out, whenever the, any of them go out, I, I, I do the music for them wow. with the help of some of uh, the mates. We've got regular guys who play with us now. Mm-hmm. Uh, a guy named Oliver Bryan, he's a uh, young fella, and he's a, such a good guitar player. So, yeah, it, I, I love the music part of it, but... The, They've got a lot more chops with the singing, these guys. Yeah. Well, speaking of the music part and the American tour, something I was told, and I want to make sure those who are listening that are maybe thinking, oh, is it just going to be backing tracks and they're going to be jumping around? No, you're coming to America and you're coming to North America with the full live band. Isn't that correct? You're coming and you're going to have musicians on site playing everything everything live. Oh, everything's live. Every second of it is live, and we love it like that. Mm-hmm. Um, it's yeah, we've got drums, we've got bass, we've got uh, banjo, mandolin, bagpipes, uh, piano, like I said, uh, guitar, didgeridoo. We've got, we, we, we don't stop. And, it's, and the children seem to love it. That's the main thing. I think it's one of those things you can tell the difference. As, as fun as those track shows were, and I know in, in, in some of those things earlier with the original group, you did use a lot of tracks, and there's nothing wrong with that. The, the, there's, you can still tell the difference between canned music and live music, and I think it, it kind of shows, and it, it just elevates the show that much more, and I'm excited to see what you guys do with it. It'll be really fun. Yeah, yeah thank you, man. I, I, you know, you're right. We made a conscious decision um, in the original Wiggles mm-hmm. because we played the music, but we thought there'll be no actions if we're playing the instruments. Yeah. We won't be able to do the actions. So that's why we didn't go mm-hmm. live fully. But these days we've got the band and then um, uh, the, the, we've got the band as well as everyone doing the action. So it's it's the best of both worlds. And I much prefer any day doing it live, beautifully live. It's so much more interesting for everyone. I agree. And I'll tell you what, though, what you mentioned about how you guys played it and that's why you had to make that decision. I think what what that points to is so cool is that this wasn't some manufactured thing. This is a homegrown. It started as a homegrown thing that you did at university with with you know three of your mates, and it just it just exploded. And I think that is just so cool, and it's why I remain a fan of what you guys do to this day because it's it's a testament to what work ethic and hitting on something can really do. Because there's even here in America, there's no wiggles. Like you're here, the, you're the you fill that void even in America of the of the quintessential children's entertainer, and I don't mean to be fawning, but again, I'm the six year old in me is like geeking out. Uh, you know, even now as as somebody who analyzes music and analyzes the entertainment space, there's nothing as big as you guys were and are, in my opinion. I I don't see any discrepancy between what you call the golden age and now because 
no matter what your lineup, you fill that space of just baby's first rock band, if you will, toddler's first rock band, and it is just so cool to see it continue. Oh, thanks, man. I absolutely love it, and uh, always trying to, to you know give the children and the mums and dads the best quality music. Like I know you would with your magic shows too. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, that's what it's about: doing your best. Yeah. And to that end, what is the original Wiggle? I know this gets alluded to a lot when the when the when the guys do interviews, that, that they can, they kind of have their hands in the in the pie, but not. What what is people? What is the original Wiggles, uh, like involvement in the creative process? Do they produce with you? How does that work? What have they stayed involved? How have they stayed involved? If well, um, uh, well, Greg got sick, and Greg basically. Um, started a new family and yeah. he does his own projects and, and we're still mates but but um murray and jeff murray and jeff are still in the wiggles uh they're the board members you know of oh, our business cool. uh yeah they're shareholders and uh, we we meet up regularly murray's uh but when the new wiggles started i i actually made a conscious decision and said to jeff and murray uh after we did the first album, said, guys, I won't use you again. Mm. So these guys develop their own uh, chops and own sound. Mm-hmm. And the guys understood that. And they are so supportive. But they really don't have really anything to do with the, uh, uh, the creative anymore except to come and say, that was great. Or if we really, if, if there's something that we need to talk to uh, early childhood, like some advice. Yeah. I'll ring up Murray and say, oh, Murray, I've hit a bit of a brick wall, mate. What do you think? And he'll, he'll give us an idea. Um, Lockie sometimes uh, rings up Jeff and Jeff comes in and shows him some of those great boogie-woogie piano uh, licks that, that uh, Jeff knows, you know. But, the bond of the purple skipping. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> They're both piano players. Beautiful. That's great. What are the chances of seeing one of those charity shows here in the States? Because I'll tell you what, you would sell out. You would sell the garden out, I, I bet. You know, if, if you... Oh, mate, I, you know, <laughs> yeah, it would be, it would be awesome. It's, it's just getting um, uh, Murray and Greg, because Murray's got a band in Australia now called the Soul Movers, mm-hmm. and they are performing. They've got regular gigs everywhere, and he's got an album out. And so... Like, we try to do it a lot more, and Murray's the one who's always on tour. <laughs> so it's hard to get his. Well, and you're always on tour, too, with the with the Wiggles. Oh, we're on tour, too, yeah, I know. But, but we use our gear, so we use the Wiggles, current Wiggles gear, like the PA and all that. So um, they have to sort of fit in with us. Yeah. And Jeff's always easy, and, uh, but it's Murray. And Greg's, Greg's keen, too. Well, but it'd be great in the states. It would be absolutely wild. Well, speaking of, and we 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 made a thing that we we do it for charity. So, you know, uh, it's also good at the end of the day. You feel like you've done something good. You know, it's great. Yeah, it is, and it has to be the weirdest experience to see these eighteen-year-olds, that you know, twenty-something-year-olds, singing these children's songs. But I think it just proves that that music it doesn't matter. It's just it's music and it transcends and it informs people's lives. Like all day, you know, when I was going to do this interview, I had fruit salad, <laughs> yummy, yummy. Yeah. I just had that stuck in my head. Yeah, <laughs> mate. When we when we first did that uh, fruit salad, yummy, yummy, 
this is no joke. I could not go past fruit salad without that song going into my head. <laughs> but now I'm I'm um, I'm immune after nearly thirty years. I can actually do it. I can actually see fruit salad without seeing it. That's great. That's great. That's great. But speaking of reunions, would you ever do anything with the cockroaches again? Uh, I know Murray stood in on a on a Today Show type uh, talk show appearance and and played guitar. Would you ever? Consider doing, you know, a small tour around Australia with the uh, with your old old band. <laughs> no, mate, I, I, I don't. I don't really have the yearning to do that. I, mm -hmm. I think the, the original Wiggles is, is a lot more fun. It's absolutely wild those nights. Uh, it, it, they're just they're both fun. Um, even and 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 you know you can add a little bit of humour, adult humour, Greg. Um, when we were doing Numbers Rumba, mm -hmm. um, uh, the old Rappy song, we were doing Numbers Rumba, and he went to number five. Usually we go to number three, but he, we didn't know what he was doing. He went right up to five, and um, his, his lyrics, he changed to number five, number five, just want to check that Jeff's still alive. <laughs> and, mate, oh, the audience, like, they're all, you know, they're adults now, and everyone was laughing, like, so there are a few more fun, fun things like Jeff, Jeff um, falling asleep and, and Murray, you know, said, actually, I, I think he's more than asleep one time. And, you know, they, they checked his vitals. <laughs> <laughs> That's so great. That is so great. I have two final questions for you as we wrap up here. Um, I'll ask, I'll actually ask the advice one first, because if you, and then we'll, I'll ask what I have here. But considering I know that children's entertainers are going to listen to this because it's kind of what we, what this show was born out of was it was originally a ventriloquism podcast of all things, but that's a story for another day. Wow. What is your yeah. advice to children's entertainers of all levels? Doesn't matter if they're touring the country or they're in their home state. I'm sure they're dying for advice from somebody who hit it big globally. What would your advice be to, to people who want to bring joy and entertainment to children? Well, I, I, I think this is for any entertainer, but you can really apply to children's entertainers. And that is to understand and respect your audience and know what level they're at. So don't expect that what you can, uh, a humour for a three-year-old is the same humour for an eight-year-old mm -hmm. because psychologically they've changed. So when you put your show together, you've got to say to yourself, this is a preschool show or this is a five to eight show, or this is an eight to 12 show, mm -hmm. or this is a teenage show. And there's, there's a whole lot of difference between sophistication of a preschool show or a primary school. Is it, do you call it primary school? I don't know if you do. Yeah, um, we, we do. It's primary uh, elementary uh, school. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, elementary school, yeah. So I, I think sometimes people don't look at the songs they're writing or the, uh, to the age. If you get too complex for a three-year-old or you leave them out, their world out of what you're doing, mm -hmm. I'll leave you out of it. But if you include them in everything, you can't fail. And, and it doesn't matter what crowd it is, three children, four children, it's still as much fun mm -hmm. as a thousand children, as long as you're communicating at their level. That, that is wonderful advice. And it reminded me something that I think you've talked about and Greg talked about in his book, which is when Dorothy, when you would do the segments with Dorothy where it was ask a Dor Dorothy a question, the kids would say something about themselves. And you learned, and then you consulted and they said, oh, no, 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 
children want you to know about them. They, they won't ask questions, which, I, uh, which that has stuck with me as well. So I think what you just said kind of went right alongside that. So my last question for you, and if you don't have a story here that you want to share, that's fine, but is there a moment, either with a parent or a kid, where as you're going throughout, throughout this whole career of yours, where it sort of encapsulated why you do what you do, a moment with a kid, a moment with a parent that really touched you and has stuck with you to this day. I'd love to end with a, with a beautiful story if you have one. Yeah, it's, 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 it's more of a bittersweet story, but, but it was beautiful at the same time. We, had a, we got a call. We get a lot of calls from the children's hospital when a child is you know, seriously ill. And uh, whenever we can, we'll go down and sing a song, you know, sing some songs or take, take uh, you know, Emma's so popular now. Or in the old days, you know, mm -hmm. we'd take um, Dorothy down or and give some gifts to the children. A lot of the time, the children are so ill. Um, it really is the parents uh, that are getting more out of it because they realise that their children mean something to people, you know, which is good. Um, but we, we had a little boy... Uh, we got a call from this uh, little fella, and his name was Cameron, and I still remember that. This was 20 years ago, and um, he was dying of cancer, and he was in so much pain. Anyway, uh, we got a call, and Greg was away, um, and I said, look, I'll go down. Um, and I went down with Murray, and we played guitar, and I sang, which, as I said earlier, I can't sing. <laughs> now, Cameron... Um, Cameron was kind of like in a, in a bit of a trance, but he came out of it. He smiled, he danced around. He was in a lot of pain, but he was sort of dancing in his bed. And, um, and he got a smile and he said, Anthony, um, you know, Greg's a lot better singer than you. <laughs> <laughs> and I laughed. I rang up Greg that night and said, Greg, could you go see Cameron? Four boys in a lot of pain and he's very sick. But I, I, my voice is so bad, and he picked it out. So Greg went in the next day with myself and Murray, and Cameron again smiled for the first time. Parents said he hasn't smiled. Uh, he hadn't smiled for a week, and he's in so much pain. Um, anyway, the next day after that, sadly, Cameron passed away. Oh, wow. Uh, but it just brought home to me um, that, you know, we can make a little bit of a difference uh, to children's lives, even for a minute or two. And um, so that, that showed the importance of really what we do. And then um, also we learn from the children we visit also as well. Yeah. Uh, we, learn, we learn a lot. So that, that, was, that's, that was my moment I remember the most out of all the moments. I want to tell you something, and then I want to tell you two things. First of all, thank you. And in honor of this interview, I'm actually wearing a blue T-shirt for the day. But um, I wanted to tell you <laughs> that, uh, and I wanted to close on this because this is my story. Um, I had to have a, a what was now rel considered relatively minor heart procedure when I was a baby. And throughout toddlerhood, I'd have multiple surgeries and I'd have to lay very still. And in the rotation of my tapes was none other than the wiggles. And you know, the therapist liked to see that I would get up and move and do all of that. Well, fast forward, to about 20, 20, you know, 18, 20 years later, I have to have a heart valve replacement. This is total normal, totally normal. But they have to do it at the children's hospital because 
it's it's a congenital issue, you know. So wow. yeah. I walk into the hospital, and this is in New York City, and what's playing on the TV in the children's waiting room? The new Wiggles. That was like the craziest right. thing. So I that just wanted to tell you that. So, oh, thanks, man. That's a beautiful story, man. Well, it's just a little, it's just one of those nice little coincidences, you know. So, yeah, thank yeah. you for the music, thank you for the movement, and uh, I look forward. And I actually hope I get to meet you and the rest of the band when you guys come here to New York and uh, all across the country this summer. Thank you so much, Anthony. I really appreciate it. Thanks, man. Look forward to meeting you, mate. See you, mate. See you Bye. later. Bye, bye. Thank you so much again to. Anthony and the publicist actually for making this work because we did this back in early June, late May, because I was going to be going in for the, the septoplasty. I wouldn't have a voice around the time that we would have had to do this before you know they got really busy here in the States because like I said, it kicks off today. So I wanted to make sure that we did this and that it got out to promote the whole tour and they made sure and they were gracious and I explained my issue to the publicist and he was excellent. So thank you again, Anthony. Thank you again to everybody involved who made this happen. I can't wait to see them at the date that I'm going to go to, which I, is undecided at this point. But I will say I'm going to wear my Music Universe badge. I'm going to be pressed. I'm going to sit in the back and I'm going to relive my childhood. And I'm just so excited to write this up and see this tour. Tickets again are available at thewiggles.com. In the drop down, make sure you click United States and get your tickets. Canada, they told me they pretty much sell out. They don't do a lot of promotion for it. So if you are listening to this and you want to go to one of their Canadian dates in the drop down, just click Canada and see what's available because it's very minimal. Now, I talked to you earlier about Anthony's memoir. Greg Page has a memoir. I'll be honest, it's very hard to find. I actually had to reach out to the publisher to track it down because at the time I was hoping to interview Greg and I still am. I want every single wiggle to come on this show. I will have Murray, Jeff, I'll have, I'll have Sam talk about his time if he wants to, Emma, Simon, uh, Lachlan. I will have all of the Wiggles. I will make it a wiggly party. And uh, in trying to do that, I found Greg's memoir, and it's excellent. If you really want to know what it was like on tour, Anthony's memoir and Greg's memoir are great to learn about the real sort of true... It was, they just started it. They started a band and it happened to them. They didn't seek it out. And that's what is so fascinating about their story to me. So make sure, if you want to look up Greg's memoir, it's called Now and Then, or the American title is The Greg Page Story. Again, I reached out as press to the publisher, but you might be able to find it on eBay or some kind of ebook reseller. I don't know how it works. So that's it for us today. Thanks again to my season sponsors, Axtel Expressions and the Tangent Bound Network. Remember to follow us on social media at talk for 2 Twitter and Facebook. Subscribe in iTunes and Stickter and on Spotify. I'm so happy to be in on Spotify now. And of course, email me, talkfor2cast at gmail.com. And of course, visit our main hub, talkfor2.com. Signing off, I'm Matt Bailey, reminding everyone out there to keep talking for two. You can hear more show business interviews with the stars at talkfor2.com. <laughs>